0: We end Sana by saying Wa la ilaha that there is none worthy of worship except You, and this is in the second person. We address Allah Almighty directly, and it is slightly different from the kalima which is La ilaha illallah there is none worthy of worship except Allah, which is in the third person. There is a special wisdom in why we speak in the second person. We say You five times in Sana. We address Allah Almighty directly. The purpose is that we begin prayer. And what the Holy Prophet ﷺ described as ihsan, which is that to worship Allah Almighty as if you see him. And if you cannot achieve this state of devotion, then you must consider that he is looking at you. So Allah Almighty has taught us to address him directly in the beginning of prayer so that there is a personal feeling of connection with our creator. The prerequisite of true prayer is that we worship Allah Almighty as if we are seeing him. If we don't have that, then afterwards, the prayer that we observe, if we skip this in Salah, then it's going to be a prayer that is filled with frustration. We're going to be praying to a distant God who we have no familiarity with, who is just a concept, but is not a reality that is in touch with our lives. So the statement of you carries a very personal touch. It is an interaction. If we were to speak in the third person, then perhaps we could say it as a concept, that we reflect that, for example, the blessed are the names of Allah. We would reflect on the blessings in his names and the grandeur of his names as a concept. If we said it in the third person instead, we could reflect as a very distant concept. What is the grandeur of the majesty of the being of Allah Almighty? But when we say you, we're actually interacting with a living God who is present. It's a very different thing. It's a very different prayer. It's a very different statement, in fact. So the use of the second person throughout the sana is of significance that we must concentrate on. So the purpose of sana And if we observe it correctly, then we know that we have observed it correctly. If by the end, then we feel the state of ihsan within ourselves. We can now start prayer on the correct foundation on the right footing, that now we are going to worship Allah Almighty as if we are seeing Him. Of course, as the Holy Prophet said, said here, that if a person cannot achieve this state, then at the very least, they should pray as if they are being seen by Allah Almighty. So this is also important. We don't have to aim for the skies or you know, aim for the moon, we, we have to do whatever we can achieve. So what the Prophet said is that the minimum is that pray as if Allah Almighty is seeing you. So when we are aware that we are in the presence of Allah Almighty and that we are being observed by Him at every single second and He knows and sees every one of our thoughts, then our body language changes, our demeanor changes, the way in which we observe prayer changes. So even ihsan achieved up to its minimum Fulfills the prerequisite with which a person can observe true worship, as the Holy Prophet ﷺ taught. Hazrat Masih alaihissallam has said that the meaning of La ilaha illallah is that La matlubali, wala makhbu bali, wala maabudali, wala mutaali, wala maksudali illallah. That I have no desire, and I have no beloved, and I have none I worship, and I have none I obey, and I have no purpose except Allah Almighty. Before we said the sana, then it's understandable why we might have had some conflicted interests in our mind. It may have been difficult to say with real sincerity that at this moment I have no desire except for Allah Almighty. But the purpose of Sana'a is to bring us to that point of La ilaha gairuka, that after we have reflected on the names of Allah Almighty, then we start seeing the reflections of His being all around us. When we've praised Allah Almighty, and we've reached that state of Ihsan where we can see Allah Almighty, we begin to see Him. Now, when we've seen His beauty, and when we hear the name of Allah, it brings to mind a being who we are familiar with. So now everything else disappears. It's no difficulty anymore. In that moment, we can very easily say that, La ilaha that I have no desire except for you, there is none I obey except for you, there is none I worship, I have no beloved, nothing exists except for you. So when Sana'a is said correctly, with all of the praises of Allah Almighty that came before. Then as a person starts to see Allah Almighty in front of him and the God with which he is interacting, who he is speaking to in the second person, then La ilaha gairuka becomes a reality. And it is not a difficult or high state to achieve, at least in that moment. But the beauty of Allah Almighty is so overwhelming that the beauty of everything else disappears in front of it. So the beauty of these words of La ilaha gairuka Carries great significance. It's the kalima after all. Now, naturally, you know, this is a high level of awareness of Allah Almighty and spirituality that we are talking about. Now, we can all achieve this for a few moments. It's no difficulty. When a person reflects and does zikri alahi and begins to see the beauty of Allah Almighty, then la ilaha illallah is just a pure statement of the heart. And everything else vanishing is something that comes naturally. But the real question is that how do we maintain this after prayer? How do we maintain this in between our prayers? There's no doubt that it's difficult. But the purpose of prayer, the purpose of salah and its repetition throughout the day is that we refresh this in our minds again and again. So the clarity with which we see Allah Almighty during prayer and that ihsan that we experience, where it is as if we feel as a reality that Allah Almighty is seeing us, or even greater than that, it is as if we are seeing Allah Almighty, When we continue to practice this exercise in our five daily prayers as much as we can, to the extent that we can, then slowly, it can start to become more of the reality that exists in between our prayers. So the observance of Sana'a, the significance of these wordings, and even the tense that is used in the grammar of these wordings, these all carry a beauty in how to begin our prayer on the right footing.